Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Friday, January 14th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Raising the stakes in the pursuit of tech talent, we'll take another look at Aptiv's big acquisition from this week. But first, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. There's a lot happening with electric vehicles and stock markets are very interested. But the big story, what does the Supreme Court decision on workplace rules about vaccines mean for the auto industry? For starters, Ford and Stellantis are now reviewing their COVID-19 policies. The U.S. Supreme Court yesterday blocked an Occupational Safety and Health Administration rule that would have required some 80 million workers to get shots or periodic tests. The rule would have applied to large employers, including automakers and suppliers. It was the centerpiece of President Joe Biden's effort to increase the vaccination rate in the U.S. Ford and Stellantis previously mandated the vaccine for non-union workers. They announced those policies after Biden laid out the OSHA plan. In a statement, General Motors says it strongly encourages employees to get vaccinated. However, GM has not mandated the vaccine for any of its U.S. workers. In the U.S., Toyota has required proof of vaccination for workers who don't want to wear masks, while Mercedes-Benz has mandated vaccinations for salaried personnel but not for factory workers. Shifting gears to mobility, self-driving shuttle maker Local Motors is shuttering operations today. As our Pete Bigelow reports, while there was no formal announcement made, several employees detailed the company's demise on social media. Two staffers later confirmed the reports. Local Motors started in 2007 and made 3D-printed vehicles. In recent years, it focused on building and deploying low-speed autonomous shuttles. On Wall Street, Ford's market value topped $100 billion during trading on Thursday, The automaker's shares ended the day at 2502, closing just under $100 billion. Ford's new market cap exceeds rival General Motors and EV startup Rivian. CEO Jim Farley telling Bloomberg that he's proud that the company is being recognized for its commitment to electrification. Ford's rising value, however, is still a far cry from Tesla, which investors have valued at more than $1 trillion, more than 10 times as much as Ford. Speaking of Tesla, it is apparently delaying output of its Cybertruck once again. News website The Verge and others reporting that as recently as last month, the text on the Cybertruck's website read, quote, You will be able to complete your configuration as production nears in 2022. The text now omits the words in 2022. The edgy-looking pickup was introduced in 2019 and scheduled to debut in late 2021. The launch was then delayed until this year. The Verge reports that Musk has promised to share a product roadmap update on the company's next earnings call, which is scheduled for January 26th. In other EV news, Lucid plans to build an EV factory in Saudi Arabia by 2025 or 2026. Lucid chairman Andrew Liveris laid out the timeline in an interview with Bloomberg. He says now that the company is successfully producing and selling vehicles in the U.S., its attention is turning to the plant in Saudi Arabia. Saudi's public investment fund is the largest shareholder in Lucid. On the battery front, Honda and LG Energy Solution reportedly plan to build a battery plant in the U.S. An industry source telling a South Korean newspaper that the factory could cost as much as $3.4 billion and have annual production capacity 
of up to 40 gigawatt hours of batteries. That would be enough to power 600,000 electric vehicles. Both Honda and LG telling Reuters that they have nothing to announce at this time. LG Energy Solution does have money to spend. It raised almost $11 billion in an initial public offering in South Korea this week, valuing the company at about $60 billion. And that's the news you need to know for January 14th. Going a little deeper on a story we brought you earlier in the week, Aptiv spent $4.3 billion to buy a software company that does little work in the auto industry. As automotive news reporter John Irwin explains, some auto industry companies are making acquisitions as a way to hire talented tech workers. John Irwin, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Why is Aptiv buying Wind River? This is not a company I'm familiar with. Yeah, Wind River, it's an interesting company. It has uh, uh, only about 10% of its revenue uh, comes from automotive. Uh, It's in aerospace, uh, defense, telecommunications, on and on. Um, uh, And, you know, Aptiv sees, you know, potential in its technology to uh, boost what it's doing in uh, infotainment, uh, the software stack that it's uh, hoping to put out uh, for automakers. But more than that, uh, more than anything else, this is seems to be about talent. Um, they're bringing in about a thousand technical staff uh, from Wind River to Aptiv um, at a time when uh, everyone's desperately trying to get as much talent as they can as automakers are looking to make their vehicles as connected as possible. They're boosting uh, self-driving uh, technology research, um, connected vehicle research, that sort of thing. Um, so you need talent. Um, and a lot of it's in short supply right now. Um, so if you can make a deal like this and bring in a thousand engineers um, and technical talent, uh, a company like Aptiv might be willing to do that. It has been a challenge for the auto industry to attract a lo- attract a lot of uh, technically minded people. A lot of them just naturally assume that their future, you know, lies in in Silicon Valley or with some kind of dot com startup. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Aptiv's CFO um, on a call with analysts this week, um, you know, he's saying a lot of the, you know, to, to quote him, a lot of the big answers, some of the big questions that the industry is facing right now um, on the software side of things, uh, they think is actually going to come from other industries, like the ones that uh, Wind River is in big time with oh, defense, yeah. telecoms, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, to bring in talent like that, you know, from you know, outside the traditional automotive space um, is, you know, seen as super important right now, especially for a company like Aptiv, um, uh, you know, which is one of the 20 largest suppliers um, uh, of, uh, 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 excuse me, it's about 20, uh, one of the 20 largest suppliers to the automotive industry uh, in the world. Um, to be able to bring in talent like that, that, you know, might not, might see things differently, um, might have different approaches to, uh you know, some software challenges that, you know, might, uh, you know, be seen in other industries. Um, that's very valuable to a company uh, like Aptiv and um, uh, was a big driver for a deal like this. Yeah, of course, Aptiv used to be uh, Delphi Automotive Systems, which used to be part of General Motors. I mean, it really has its roots back when the automobile was a mechanical product. <laughs> and and now it's become so electrical, so much about software. It's 
you know, it's been a, it's such a change in the product. It, it makes a lot of sense that you would want people with experience in uh, aerospace or, uh, or other, other high-tech uh, transportation uh, systems. But Aptiv is not the only company to try this approach to talent acquisition, is it? Uh, what other examples are, are you aware of? Yeah, just this week, um, Magna International, um, obviously the, the major Canadian supplier, um, uh, it struck a deal uh, with uh, Optimus Ride, which is a self-driving uh, shuttle company out in Boston, um, to hire its uh, 120 of its engineers um, and obtain its uh, technology and intellectual property. Magna, though, um, if you read its announcement uh, that it came out with this week, um, didn't really say much about the technology or the IP. Um, they're very excited about getting 120 engineers uh, uh, based in Boston, which of course, uh, you know, big center of research and uh, academics out there. Um, to have 120 engineers there to do whatever they need them to do. Um, you know, that, that was, you know, for Magna, again, another one of these legacy companies, um, a big deal for them. Um, and even automakers, uh, you know, Toyota, um, it's Woven Planet uh, automated driving subsidiary. Um, last year bought Lyft's um, uh, self-driving car unit. Um, uh, and again, that, that was a play that, you know, Toyota, you know, straight up says is, you know, about getting, you know, world-class engineers and uh, technical staff on hand uh, to work on this technology. It needs as much as it can get. Um, and for a company like Toyota, which obviously, uh, you know, it's, you know, been around forever um, and is a, a major player in this space. It needs as much, many people as it can get right now in such a highly competitive environment. And, uh, it's likely you're going to see more and more of this. Big deals uh, reshaping this industry as the technology reshapes it as well. John Irwin, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can find me on Twitter at Mittenhawk or email me at jbutters at crane.com. Let me know what you think. Naturally, you can always get the most comprehensive news on the auto industry 24 hours a day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Freed for his editing and production work. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for all their support. And thanks to you for listening. Now, get to work. <laughs>